Praise the Lord. It's a beautiful day today. It was quite frightening the other day when there was a heavy, you know, the heavy rain and strong wind, right? <laughs> it was quite scary. But we thank the Lord for saving us, you know, protecting us for His protection over our life. That's why today I like to title this sermon saying that you are more than enough. This means we're saying that God you are more than enough. And this is what we want to experience God, you know, more and more each day, that truly He is more than enough than what we could ever ask or imagine. And He can help us in our different, uh, different uh, needs and, you know, different kind of background. Today, I want to uh, share with us from the Word of God about something that... Uh, I'll share with you. <laughs> Let me get down to it. Let's, let's start. Um, I know sometimes we say, uh, you know, some will ask you, oh, I have good news and bad news. Which one would you like first? Good news or bad news? <laughs> some will like, okay, we have the bad news first, then we have the good news later. All right? Some will say, oh, I have the good news. Can we not have the bad news? <laughs> okay. All right? So, when we look at the uh, whole Bible is sometimes we look at it, wow, there's a lot of bad news. <laughs> and then we say, wow, there's good news, isn't it? Yeah, the good news of God. And that's why when we say we want to share the good news of God. So, what is that good news of God? So, that is what the Lord wants to keep revealing to us each and every day that good news. Because we sometimes we can only capture very little, but we need the Lord to keep revealing. To us. That's why in Ephesians, you know, God is, there's, Paul is asking us, he's praying like, may you, you know, may, this, may you have the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. We need God to reveal himself to us. We need God to reveal his love to us. We need God to help us to know him. So today, that's what we want to do is that we ask God, God, would you come? Would you reveal to us who you are, who you want to be, you know, to us to today? Every one of us, we come here different, you know, uh, different experiences. So we pray today, God, that you reveal to us who you are for us today. Fill us with your love. Fill us more and more with your love. So, since I'm the speaker this morning, I choose uh, bad news first, okay? <laughs> Alright. Anyway, in the Old Testament, as we know, you know, before Jesus died on the cross, in the Old Testament, it was said, you know, if, if we obey the Lord, if we hear the voice of the Lord, this is what happens. We will receive the blessing. But if we disobey and we did not follow the commandments of the Lord, this will happen to our life. And today, i just like to point out uh, just one aspect of it, of that curses, okay, that we may see in our, in, in our society or even in our own lives, just one aspect of it so that we can deal with one certain area in our hearts this morning. Okay, in Deuteronomy 28 verse 15, this is what happens. Okay, let's read together. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God 
Oh, be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today. Then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. So he's not just obeying the commandments, but his voice. God's personal voice to us. You know, when he speaks to us, his voice. Yeah, so he's not just, oh, okay, you know, do not steal, do not, you know, do not murder and things like that. But his voice, go here, go there, call this friend or help this person, isn't it? Right, I don't know, um, but that's what it says. But then all the curses will come upon you and not only come, but it will overtake. Wow, I don't want to be overtaken by something that is not good, yeah? Overtaken by blessings, that's fine. But overtaken by something that is, a, I mean, a curse, we don't want that. Can I just bring up one curse that has been spoken again? Okay. This one in verse 33 to 34. Okay, some of the curses here. Okay, 28, verse 33 to 34. A nation that you have not known shall eat up the fruit of your ground and of all your labors, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually, so that you are driven mad by sights that your eyes see. You know, sometimes we see that, you know, whether in our own nations or in other nations, that other, we are not able to enjoy the fruit of our ground. Where else? It has been taken away, okay? Or even our labors, all that we labor for, we cannot enjoy it. So that is a curse, okay? And then we will only, it says that you will only be oppressed. Have you ever felt being oppressed before? It's like being pressed down and down and down. It's like there's no way you can come up and you feel hopeless. Like you can't see you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you've been pushed and pushed and pushed. It's like so heavy. Okay? And you'll be crushed continually. Wow! You feel like you're crushed. Okay, I know some of us, we like to eat like pistachio nuts, right? Then we can't open, we use the nut crack, crack, crack it, and then crack. But we crack the shell, we eat the <laughs> pistachio. But what about... Example, if you, let's say, crushed like an aluminium can, isn't it? When you drink your soft drink and you want to crush it. And when it's crushed, it can never go back to that shape again, the original, and cannot be used anymore. So you feel like you're being crushed, 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 crushed continually. Like, life is so hard, so hard, so hard. Is there any hope? Is there any way out of this? And it says that you are driven mad by the sights that your eyes see. And when we see what is happening, going around us, it's like, oh man. Like Hakka, you know. I have no comments already. Because all the hope may have all been crushed, all left, crushed out. Maybe all your dreams have been crushed out. You know? All that we long for, we are looking forward for, it may all have been given, you know, all have been crushed out <laughs> from our hearts. But the Lord says, 
you know, it's impossible for us to fulfill all these commandments. And sometimes we miss the voice of God as well, isn't it? Yeah. So we miss the voice of God, we did not obey the voice of God, and we did not do the commandment of the Lord. What happened? We get cursed. I say, oh God, so what is your good news? What is the good news of the Lord? The good news of the Lord is that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, if we go home and read Galatians 3, it says that, are you trying to work out, you know, are you trying to get salvation? You know, are you trying to get saved by doing, performing all the laws? That's not the way to get saved, right? The way you get saved is by believing in Jesus who, can, who has already done everything. Who is the only one who can obey all the law? He is the only one who can love perfectly. He's the only one who can love God, who obey God, who can do all the commandments that God has called him to do perfectly. Therefore, we are counting on him. We are relying on his righteousness. We are relying on him. So in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, let's read the good news. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Hallelujah! We are redeemed. When we come to Jesus, when we confess of our sins, He redeemed us from these curses. It is done, it is finished. We don't have to bring a goat or a lamb or, okay, here in Sabah we bring buffalo, okay? okay? So we don't have to do that, but we come to Jesus and we receive that forgiveness of sin and not only that, being redeemed, not under a curse anymore. Not under this curse of being not being able to enjoy our fruits, not being able to enjoy our labor, come out of this curse of being oppressed, no longer oppressed, no longer crushed continually. Come out from all this hopelessness. Come out from the curse. Last week we talked about that Jesus wants us, isn't it? He's the, over, he's the one who has overcome. So we need to step into this overcoming. You know, I must say it's easy to talk, but to experience it, to encounter it, I am still, you know, in the walking. So I'm encouraging my friends, you and I today, let us take this step that we do not need to live under the curse we can come to Jesus and we can come to Him and say, God, yeah, I did not obey. I did not walk in your ways. But I'm coming back to you and I ask that you forgive me and I am relying on what Jesus has done and I am receiving His forgiveness. I'm receiving forgiveness from you and furthermore, I am free from these curses. Friends, take hold of it. This is God's heart for us today. Take hold of this freedom from curses. And furthermore, because 
the curse has been is on the Lord, every is on him, and therefore we receive the blessing of Abraham, that we are blessed. Furthermore, we receive Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God's Spirit to be in us. We need His Spirit to live this life. People say that it's difficult to live a Christian's life, of course, and therefore we need God to help us to live this life. So this is His promise and He has given it to us. So friends, let's take hold of this today. In Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says that He was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Yeah, he was crushed. He himself, Jesus, experienced being bruised, being crushed. He experienced what it is like to be broken into pieces. He experienced what it's like when our hearts are shattered. He experienced what is it like when we are crushed like into powder. There's no way from powder become <laughs> something solid again. He himself has experienced it and he paid the price for our iniquities. This means sins that have been passed down from generation to generation. The consequences, the curses that have been passed down from generation to generation, it is done. Hallelujah. It is done. Jesus has paid the price. He took the crush of our iniquities upon ourselves, upon himself. He took that crush upon himself. Friends, all of us, we are free to live in this freedom, in what Christ has done. But remember, sometimes we see why are we not experiencing it? Because there is an enemy who doesn't want us to know that we are already free. The door is open, but we are not walking out of the prison. Because there is an enemy who wants to destroy, to steal, to kill our life. The door is open, my friends. Who opened the door? Jesus Christ. He has opened the door for us and at that door, He's just holding His hand out to us as they come, come out. But the enemy, we say, He doesn't want us to come out. Let's read in Proverbs 26, verse 28. Let's read together. A lying tongue hates those it wounds and crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Okay, we know that when a person tells lies, it's not the truth, right? Again, a flattering mouth, we can flatter somebody. You know, sometimes we flatter somebody to manipulate them, to get them to do something that we want, you know? It's like, ah, oh, you're so good in this. Uh, you're so good in this. Can you go and, and, and do that for me or something? You know, but it's not the truth. But we want them to do something for us. We want to manipulate. So sometimes we use flattering mouth, which is something that's not true also. But a lying tongue as well. Okay, I'm not here to condemn anyone. But I just want to bring out something. You see, it says a very strong word here. 
A lying tongue hates those it wounds and crushes. When the person who is lying, when they're doing that, it shows that there is hatred towards the, per the other person. There's no love. There's hatred. There is no sympathy for others. Okay. So he will do the destruction. He will, the person will do, will do the you know, dis destroy without any sympathy, not even feeling sorry about it. Okay? He actively hates the other person. It's an act of hatred to destroy them, yeah, whom they're trying to deceive. Not only the person despises the truth, but despises the victim. Now, I'm saying this, uh, I'm not picking on a person, on, you know, I'm saying, you know, the enemy, <laughs> the devil, you know, he is the father of lies. He is a liar. There is no love in his heart. That's how cruel it can be. There is hatred, no sympathy. Despise the people, just want to destroy. And so the door is open, but the lies are forbidding the people to come out. You know, the lies are there and say that, no, no, don't go there. Go this way. Stay here. Stay inside. It's safer. They are lies and lies and lies to destroy because it's hatred towards us. The enemy hates. So, friends, today, let us come, you know, and want to ask the Lord, expose what is keeping us from walking out? You know, stepping out where the door is already open. What is stopping us? What has the enemy done? What are the lies of the enemy? So we have established that enemy has no love for us, okay? <laughs> no love at all. It's an act of hatred when he lied to us. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so terrible. It's an act of hatred. It's an act to despise us. It's an act to, to, when it, to destroy us. And that is what he wants to do. And he knows the door is open. He knows that Jesus is there. But he's sowing lies. Maybe true, we have learned so much already. Maybe through our bad experience, through a lot of things in our lives that have caused us not able to go to Jesus, not able to come into that free, to experience that freedom that God has already given to us. Let me bring us to one aspect of our hearts that we can, maybe today we can bring to the Lord. You know, if the Lord is speaking to you, any incident in our hearts, let's bring it, we do it together in, in, in this service. One thing that we know in our in, in the Bible, it says that our mouth is very powerful, isn't it? What we say is very powerful. It's either bring life or bring death. True? Have you heard of experiment that they have done? Yeah? I, I saw YouTube, there is this doctor, Dr. Masaru Imoto, so he will, you know, look at, uh, he conduct a test, um, how do you say, an experiment with rice, 
Have you seen that? Have you seen that? No? Okay. Okay, he conducted an experiment with rice. Okay. He just put rice and then put some water in it. He put three containers, okay, glass containers, three of them. Okay. So rice and with water, a bit of water. Every day he will talk to the rice. Okay. The first container, I want to try it out. I, would you like to try it out too? Okay, it's an experiment. So the first container, every day, you know, he's Japanese. Huh? So he will talk to the first container, thank you very much, thank you, thank you, you know. And then the second container, he will say something that is very bad. You know, will say bad things, about, I hate you, something like that. Okay, and, uh, you're not good or something bad. And the third container, uh, the third container, yeah, he'll just ignore it. Huh? Don't talk to it. So he did that for a month. And then the first container you can see is, is fermenting, you know, beautifully. Yeah? Wow, so beautiful. Second one, oh, it looks so ugly, full of mold, yeah? becomes black. And the third one is like, uh, it's also turning black. Okay, turning moldy as well, but not as bad as the second one. Wow. Okay, so powerful. What we say, it affects us. Okay, it affects water as well. You know, what we say, it affects the nature. And what we say affects uh, water as well, because he did an experiment with water. You know, sometimes, have you seen this, like uh, snowflakes? And then they show it the pattern of the snowflake, actually, right? They have, they have the technology to do that. So even for water, so now for water, they do that, okay? So if you say beautiful things, that water, the pattern of it is very beautiful, yeah, beautiful. But if you say bad things, it will affect. So can you imagine our body, how many percentage of water? Huh? I forgot. A lot of water, right, in our body, <laughs> okay, so whatever we say, it affects us. Yeah, it affects us so much. Okay, so I praise the Lord for that. I, I remember last time we went for a, a BM camp, you know, a BM conference in Tulupit, and we were sitting on the bus, you know, on the coach going to Tulupit, and there were three of us. And the first movie was okay. Uh, then they put on the second movie. It was so terrible because there were so many foul words, you know. Wow, like non-stop throughout. And we just like, the three of us, we just kind of string and string. Um, you can feel the presence is very different. It's like so heavy, very uncomfortable. And then suddenly they change, they finish. They change it to another one, which was a comedy Wow, you can feel the atmosphere was lifted, you know, and we felt better. Wow, I say, wow, so powerful, you know, words can affect us, for us. And we, we know that as well. So, today, we want to come into this place of blessing or cursing. You know, God says that, yeah, when we disobey, there is these consequences. When we obey, there is these consequences. But God also has given us that authority to bless or to curse, isn't it? Yeah, all of us, whether we're Christians or not Christian, yeah, as, as we're given us free will, what to do with that free will? What to do with that power of that, that our tongue? What can we do with it? So today, is, is God asking us, you know, you can bless or you can curse. 
with your tongue. You can bless your identity, bless your children's identity, or we can curse our identity, even our own identity, or we can curse you know, other people's identity as well. So we can choose. So what does it mean to bless? To bless, um, yeah, let's read this. To bless is to impart God's message to the heart of another person, to accept the person, to consider a success, to speak well of, to step forward, to add something good, right, to another person's life, to kneel before the person, or to empower, to prosper, okay? To empower the person to prosper, to empower the person to prosper. To kneel doesn't mean that we, we worship the person, no, it's humbling ourselves before that person. What about curse? To curse means that to impart Satan's message. Remember, all our lies, okay? All our words of hatred, okay? To the heart of another person, but we, we may not realize that, okay? But to reject the person, to consider as a failure, to speak ill of, to step away from, to subtract from another's life, to load over, or disempower the person from prospering. So that is it was it means by cursing our identity is very important to us because our identity tells us who we are isn't it yeah you have your identity card tells you your name your date of birth whether you are citizen you know you are a citizen but from which part of the country and your address where you live in the country Okay. So our identity is very important. It's about who we are. And when God, you know, uh, brought us to this world, when God breath, you know, God's breath came upon us, our spirit, the identity is here deep inside our spirit. And therefore, when somebody curses our identity, it hurts very badly because it's in our spirit. And sometimes we feel very crushed. Right? Okay, and uh, so that's the thing that we want to uh, ask the Lord, help us. Is there something in my identity that has been cursed by somebody, somebody in authority? Could be our parents, it could be our teachers, it could be somebody in a church or maybe in a society or even a leader in our nation. Did somebody say something to curse our identity? What does it mean to bless our identity? And what does it mean to curse our identity? Right? To bless means that, wow, you are valuable. You are important. Isn't it? To say that somebody is like, yeah, I bless you. Because, and then I'm saying that you are important to me. You are valuable. I love you. I accept you. Right? I accept you. But to curse means, no, I don't accept you. Okay? Right? No, I, I hate you. Okay? No, you are not good. You are not good enough. Something like that. So that is cursing the identity. Sometimes, how can... I'm just picking on three things today. Sometimes we feel that we are being cursed. Could it be because we are cursed? Because of our physical appearance? Right? <laughs> when we're young, we're like, why look like this one? You know? Uh, or something, <laughs> or the nose not tall enough. No, have you done that? Okay, <laughs> or oh, have <laughs> experienced that? Okay, so, oh, the, oh, okay. Are we cursed 
you know, sometimes we are cursed because of our physical appearance when we came out like, oh, something not right, you know, like chat here or chat there or something like that. We are cursed, okay, because of that physical appearance. Or could be the society curse us, curse our identity because of our people group, okay, the color of our skin. So we feel cursed in our identity as, you know, because of the color of skin, our people group and things like that. Could we feel because, you know, that's our physical or our personality, yeah? Sometimes our personality, oh, like that, like that, and people say, oh, well, the personality curse, the personality. Secondly, you know, do we, people curse our identity or we curse somebody's identity because of their performance, yeah? Uh, because we feel that, oh, Maybe because we have been brought up like that, that if we don't do good enough, we don't get this kind of grades, you are not accepted. I will show you a sour face. You know, I'll show you an angry face until you repent. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, you didn't do this right. You didn't do this correctly. Okay? So then we are like kind of being punished. Uh, people don't, call, uh, don't talk to us or things like that. Or we've been said, like, you are not good enough. Why you didn't do well this time? Why you did this wrong again? So things that have been spoken to us, maybe based on our performance, you know, we are being cursed by that. Or secondly, I mean, thirdly, example, could it be because something in our past, you know, that has defiled us, and therefore we feel that, we are cursed in our identity. We think that we are a defiled person, that we will never be as good as before we were defiled. So what is the identity? Is our identity uh, an identity that is blessed? Or are we believing in the lies of the enemy that keep saying to us, no, you are cursed, you are cursed, you are cursed. So this morning, we want to deal with that and to say that God loves us so much. God's love is beyond our human love. God can love us even when we make a mistake. God can still love us even though we've done something wrong. Of course, He does not love the action that we have done, the wrong, the sin that we have done, but He still loves us and still wants to save us. And this is the love of God that you are special, that we are special, not because we have done good things, not because we have been, I've preached today, so I've, uh, I'm loved. No, it's not like that. Okay, it's not based on our performance. It's not based on how good we have done. It's not based on our color of our skin or our personality. It's not based on what happened to us in our past. God just loves you. He loves you because He is love. And we, when we talk about, you know, God is love, you know, love, that is God. That is who He is. Love is who He is. And when we receive the Spirit of God, we are receiving the Spirit of love. When we're receiving the Son of God, we are receiving, you know, Jesus Christ who is love. And there is no way that, you know, that, can you see what God is trying to tell us? <laughs> you are loved. You are loved. God loved us and He gave love to us. And He put the spirit of love in us. 
We are loved. My friends, let's take hold of that, that we are loved. And because of God's love, therefore, we can, you know, we want to, to come to God and submit to God and resist the enemy, all these lies that the enemy has put into our life and come out of it from this prison. Have you ever uh, read this book? It's called You Are Special. It's a children's book by Max Licada. Have you seen this book before? No? Okay. All right. Uh, I will not spoil the story, but it's a wonderful story. It's a very simple story, and you can find the story in YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay to say that? <laughs> okay. okay. You can find the story on, on YouTube. I pray that the Lord will speak to us through this book, through this message. I read it many years ago, and recently I picked it up again, and I read it again. It's, it's a message of how God loves us so much. Read it, embrace it. You may need to read it a few times. Oh, I'm so tempted to tell you the story, but okay, I'm controlling it, so ah, pull back, pull back, okay, <laughs> so that you can enjoy the, uh, the book, okay. Father, thank you, okay, thank you God, show us your love as we read this book. So friends, are there things in our life, you know, that somebody have cursed us using words, okay, let's do it today that God, I want to bring this to you, I, I really want to forgive this person. And I don't want this curse to continue on in my life because that is not your heart for me. You have paid the price for all these curses. Furthermore, God, if I have, you know, out of my anger, you know, out of frustration, maybe towards somebody or my disappointment and things like that, and I have spoken, you know, something that I really regret, a curse, you know, I curse the identity of the person saying that you're not good, you're terrible, you will never change or you will always be like this, or things that we shouldn't say. Okay, maybe some of you, you have experience. So we want to say that, you know, God, if I have done that, oh, if God, if I have received that, you know, today, that's it. I want to put a stop in it because you have paid the price. You have opened the door. You have surrounded me with love even when I'm still inside the prison, friends. Even though we're still inside the prison God has surrounded us with love And He's just waiting for us Yeah, I'm loved And I want to know more about your love Then we can rise up And walk out of this prison I remember a pastor You know, that I watched on, uh, on YouTube again <laughs> Okay, he shared about the, you know, blessing He is a pastor I think I've shared this before I might have shared this before he's a pastor he's been a pastor for many years and one day he shared that you know i you know i love my wife and things like that, but i don't have that kind of feeling for her you know like it's like that kind of connection emotionally so so what he did is that he started to bless the wife and the wife also blessed him i might have shared it before some of you may know yeah so both of them every day they will kneel down Okay, kneel down in humility. Yeah. Uh, we kneel down in humility and, and, 
and the husband will bless the wife and the wife will speak blessing to the husband. They did that for many, many years. And because of that, that connection, there was this connection in their hearts yeah, towards one another. They just speak that, speak that, uh, and speak that blessing and they teach their children and their grandchildren to bless. So, when their grandchildren come to church, they're very excited because they'll be going around blessing people. I bless you, they speak blessing. I bless you, bless, bless, bless. I bless you, bless you, bless you. So he encouraged us to speak blessing. Speak blessing. We're not saying like flattering words, okay? We're saying speak blessing. Speak blessing to bless the identity of the person. Bless them, bless the person. Like he blessed the, the wife and the wife blessed him and he would speak blessing over the children as well every day they would speak blessing over his children every day okay. amazingly his wife right overcame cancer twice yeah so I'm not saying that oh, do it so that you overcome but I'm saying there is power in our words power when we use it according to God's heart God's heart is love that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. What I mean is, <laughs> it's not as simple, but what I mean is love, choose love. When we bless, we can't do it without wanting to love the person. It's, not, not, it's really out of love, right? When we bless, we want what is best for the other person and therefore we bless the person. Okay, whereas curse is that, no hope and things like that. Alright, so let's read the last uh, Bible verses together. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner man, being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. So, Amen. It's the heart of the Father to strengthen us, but it's through His Spirit. And remember, His Spirit is love as well. And He wants to, Christ to dwell in our hearts, the Son of God who loved the Father. He wants love to dwell in our hearts and He wants us to be deeply rooted in love, right? Grounded in love, that we will know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that, surpass, that we will have the fullness of God. That's God's desire. He wants us to have the fullness, but why we're not having the fullness is because of all this rubbish, you know? But that is not loved. We need to get rid of it. But dwell in the love of God. Ask for the love of God to fill us Ask that we may experience the love of God each and every day. And He is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. And that's why I say, God, you are more than enough. I want to come to that place 
where can, I can really say that for my own life as well, right? When, life, when we feel that it's like we're so lacking, we're so lacking, but God, you're more than enough. But how is that a reality to my situation? How is that real in my life? And this is what we can ask the Lord for. He desire for us. Friends, you know, we long to be whole, right? But many times, but remember this, we are whole, okay? When it's crushed, it cannot go back to the original, right? <laughs> right? When we are crushed by sin, we are crushed by the iniquity, we are crushed by the curses of people, we are crushed and crushed. It's like when we look at our lives, it's like there is no hope we can become whole again. We will be crying out and say, God, how can it be? How can I come back, you know, and, and, and be whole? How can I do that? How? Remember what Christ did? He was crushed. He took your crushing, my crushing, the iniquities that have crushed us, the curses that have crushed us, he put it there so that he can put himself in us. You and I, we already have Jesus in us. We already have God's love in us. Took it so that he can put. Wow. God is good. Yeah. Shall we pray? Shall we respond to the Lord? Let's pray. If in our hearts uh, we know that we have hurt somebody, that we have crushed somebody, and it's our heart desire to repent, it's our heart desire to turn away from that, let's do that today. Let's not wait any longer. We throughout our, yeah, whether we have crushed, somebody that we love, we have hurt somebody, the words that we have spoken, it was like a poison arrow hitting that person and we saw that person maybe melt in anguish right before our eyes. And we felt so helpless and we cannot do anything to reverse that. We great regret, you know, we regret it so much until today. The Lord wants to set you free. Friends, if there's any one of us like that, if we feel that there was once in our life or maybe a few times that we have cursed somebody, that we have saw that, you know, we have seen that somebody grown worse and worse or we have, you know, is so crushed, not knowing how to get up anymore and we, our hearts are full of regrets or we wish we can do something more. But the Lord said, here I am. I am the one 
who can only save you, who can save this situation. Let's come to the Lord. Let's come to the Lord. Lord, I am sorry. I am very sorry. I have no power to change. I have no power to break this curse that I have spoken against somebody, that I have caused to crush somebody. I ask for your forgiveness. I come to you. And because of you, you took all this crushing upon your body. God, have mercy. Forgive, cleanse. Lord, help me. Take away this curse that I've spoken. Lord, curses that have been spoken over my life, curses that have been passed down from the generations, Word, curses of words, Lord, that have been spoken against my family throughout the generation because maybe of hatred, of rejection, or not being accepted in the family. Lord, it's been passed down through the generation. God, have mercy. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. We choose to forgive. If there's somebody who has hurt you, who has crushed you, crushed your identity, crush your dreams, crush who you are. We ask God, God, help me to forgive. I choose to forgive because forgiveness, Lord, is truly a good thing, Lord. It sets us free. It sets us free. Forgiveness sets us free. Repentance, Lord, sets us free. It brings us to you. Lord, help me. I forgive this person who has hurt me, who has cursed me with the words that are so hard, Lord, so harsh, too heavy, I cannot bear. I'm so sorry and out of vengeance, I myself have responded, Lord, negatively, hurting that person again, or I have responded by giving up on myself. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. Giving up on the dreams that you've given me, giving up on who I really am, I try to become somebody that I am not. God, forgive me. So sorry that even I myself choose to reject myself. God, have mercy. Forgive me that I blame you for creating me like this. Sometimes, I'm not happy. God, forgive me for rejecting you. Father, today, we don't want all this. We don't want all this to continue to stop us because the liar hates us, we know that. But God, you love us. So we come against all these lies of the enemy that has been implanted in us, in our spirit, crushing us, in our soul, defiling us in our physical body, weakening us. Lord, we come against this in Jesus' name. Every lie of the enemy that say that you are not good enough, every lie of the enemy that say you can never be cleansed, you are not clean, you are dirty, every lie of the enemy that says that you are, you are terrible, you are not valuable, look, everybody is leaving you. All these are lies of the enemy. Lies and lies of the enemy will crush you 
and we kick you out. We remove you totally from our hearts. We remove you, remove you, remove you right now from our mind, from our thinking process. Yes, all this mechanism because of the lies of the enemy is like automatic in our hearts. Lord, we remove them. We forgive those who have hurt us. We ask Holy Spirit, bring us. Come and heal us, Lord. Come and comfort us. Come and counsel us, Holy Spirit. Help us. Help us. Heal us. Restore us. Lord, help us to see us the way that you see us, Lord. Not from our own eyes, not from the eyes of others, but from your eyes. Lord, who am I? Who am I, Lord Jesus? Who am I, Father? Who am I? Would you please tell us, Lord? Reveal your love to us. We want to encounter your love. Your love is powerful. Your love is powerful, Lord. Your love is great. You are great. And your word is true. It is full of Lord, is truth and it is love. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord. Holy Spirit.